This is the Shopify Dropify, hosted by The Cut. Yeah, look, I always wanted to run my own business. I also wanted the flexibility to be able to do what I wanted to do. Biggest lessons, and I guess I've always known this, that it's always customer service driven. Oh, look, I think for me, the SEO has been the biggest one, but refining the keywords. Welcome to your Shopify podcast presented by The Cut and called the Shopify Dropify. If you have a retail business and want to start selling online, or if you need to improve your existing online store, Ben and Scott and their team are here to help. In this episode, Ben talks to Shopify merchant Jane Graham from homewares business Cranmore Home & Co. Jane is a savvy business owner who bought the Cranmore Home business and has been growing it successfully. As always, all online store owners will enjoy sharing her insights into running an e-commerce business, the challenges, solutions and wins. Thanks for listening. Okay, so welcome back everyone. This is the Shopify Dropify. I'm your host, Ben. I'm from The Cut and today we are talking to Jane Graham, who is the owner and founder of Cranmore Home & Co. Hello, Jane. Welcome along. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Ben. Nice to see you. Awesome. So can you please introduce yourself in a little bit more detail and tell us about um, Cranmore Home & Co, uh, when you launched and what you specialise in? Yeah, sure. So Cranmore Home, I actually purchased this business okay. uh, just over 15 months ago. Um, it's an online homewares and furniture store. Um, I, my background was very much marketing and business development, been in the corporate world, fundraising, marketing for 15 years, okay. um, then decided time to do something different, did a lot of research. I love to shop myself. <laughs> I love the interiors industry. Um, so delved there was, in. There was, a passion, there was a passion there? <laughs> there was a passion there. I actually did an interior design course first to make sure if that was the industry I wanted to go into. Okay. Um, found out interior design not necessarily, but finding people the pieces they love okay. was more for me. And online was a definite must for any business I took on as well. Okay, so you were out there looking for an opportunity, a new business, a career change, you wanted an uh, e-commerce platform. Yeah. And I will say from what I what I know from doing other interviews, a background, a professional background in marketing is a huge advantage in, in e-commerce. Uh-huh, absolutely. And it was that was why I went online too. I've done marketing. I knew there was a an opportunity there, the flexibility you get, but also the the smarts behind the scenes yep. when it comes to e-commerce was really interesting to me. So yep. the business side was so what in, what inspired you to make that transition out of like a you know a corporate or a sort of a city professional career into being a business owner and in, in e-com? Yeah, look, I always wanted to run my own business. I also wanted the flexibility to be able to do what I wanted to do. Um, interiors industry. It was sort of that time in life too where I had the opportunity to do it. Okay. Um, I took and what did they say of driving your own destiny and yep. I, I did it. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> it could have been risky, yes. Um, I did, it took 12 months decision though, a lot yep. of research. Okay. Um, and to pick the right business as well and make sure it's passionate because it does become your job. So that was something I had to kept at the back of my mind the whole time. It's a big decision in every way. Yes, absolutely. Very, very good. Um, And can you just give us a quick idea of like what sort of, um, you know, products that you you specialise in with Cranmore so everyone understands what what you're selling? Yeah, sure. So it's homewares and furniture, mainly probably bigger furniture. It's also boutique brands. So brands that you just can't walk into any store and find. Okay. Um, The biggest part of that I've tried to find find and remain true to the core values of Cranmore Home when I took it over and that was the biggest thing of researching brands that are Australian, 
made. Yeah. Um, also, we do do international ones, but a big emphasis, especially on Australian designed as okay. well. Um, and also different styles. So you'll see a lot of coastal, bohemian, classic, but we do everything from pendant lighting to sofas to handmade pendants. So a okay. real variety. But boutique brands is probably the key point of difference for Cranmore Home and That's Co. your niche. Yes. Very good. And so our aim, obviously, with these podcasts is to sort of, you know, share your learning and insights with other merchants. And we find that Shopify merchants love hearing from other Shopify mm. merchants, which is very, very understandable. So let's jump into some of your key insights. If mm. Notwithstanding, you're only sort of 15 months down the track, so it's all yeah. pretty fresh and new for you. But I know, you know, things are rolling along reasonably well and you're happy. So if you could go back to the start of um, of your business um, of Cranmore Home & Co., what would you do differently? Yeah, that was a, a good question, that one, um, because I did do a lot of research from the beginning. So you were um, well prepared I was from well the start? prepared. Okay. I knew the risk I was taking. Okay. Um, I knew I had to look into the, you know, it being an existing business, financials, things. But one of the biggest things was what platform they were using. Yep. So Shopify, when I saw that Cranmore Home were using Shopify, it was a big driver, okay. um, mainly because I knew it could do a lot of the great stuff of inventory stock, but the marketing from it, the insights and the smarts behind it, I'd researched. So that was a big thing, but a learning would probably be more business-wise and part of the due diligence is um, as part of a business, when you buy it, you also buy stock that comes with it. Sure. So at that stage, I hadn't known the brands and the stock and the okay. customer as much, okay. which you can't really until you dive in it. Yep. So my one learning and um, buying an existing business would be just checking the stock inventory and things that you're purchasing at the same time. Okay. Make sure you can shift it. Okay, very, very good. Um, and where, where should the focus be for someone in, as they're launching uh, their own e-commerce business, do you think? What, what's the primary focus from your point of view? Oh, look, e-commerce, I really don't underestimate the marketing spend. Yep, um, that's good advice. Because you don't have a shop front. Yep. You don't have people just walking in the door seeing any signage. Yep. You need to be ensuring you've... Yes, you've marked, you've got a business plan, one that's sustainable, but my biggest thing is don't underestimate marketing spend online. <laughs> How far ahead would you recommend planning in terms of having a, a, you know, a monthly budget that you're, you're comfortable with? Uh, if you're really wanting to make it successful, I'd have 12 months yep. planned yep. because you don't know what the sales are going to be and I'm a true believer that you have to spend money to make the money. Completely. So you need to have really thought through your cost of your sales, your marketing spend. But I'd have a good 12 months if yep. you can. I know that's a yeah. could be seen as scary, <laughs> but if you want to be true, truly successful, you really do need to have that. It's a great reality check. Yeah. I think you know you can't just build a site and expect people to start arriving and buying. No. You have to push it out there. No, absolutely. And that does that does take money, whether yeah. you're running it yourself or getting help from yeah. a, from a, a, an expert or an agency. It's going to it's exactly. going to take investment. No matter and I what. do you know people do think online, oh, there's hardly any overheads, but. There are. Not and quite true. No, not true, not true. <laughs> not quite true. No, you still have your products, you still have your, you know, your off, your overheads, so, but marketing, definitely, big uh, one to think about. And, and a digital store, you yeah. know, has different costs as to a physical bricks and mortar store, but yeah. it still definitely has costs yeah. to running it, doesn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's good advice and then, um, yeah, a good reality check, as I said. Mm. So, moving forward, like, when you get to sort of the two to three year mark, um, I'm assuming 
assuming from what you just said about forward planning, you yeah. have some an idea about that. Where do you think your focus is going to be when you hit the, the sort of the two-year mark in a few months' time? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is going back to my business plan, yep. ensuring I'm on track and that I've ticked all those goals. Yep. Um, the other one is refining our offering. So it was, it's very easy, especially with homewares and furniture. Oh, I love all this stuff. I'm just going to keep... To go broader. Giving, yeah, go broader and broader. Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, that's another refine the offering. So okay. back into check onto what was it our offering was, yeah. what was working, yeah. what is working or what have changed as well. So actually um, sort of reduce and niche in a little exactly. bit more. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You yep. can get excited. Yeah, for about sure. things that you see, especially if you're a shopper. So <laughs> completely, completely. I mean, we customer, talk, not what I want. <laughs> yeah, we talk to a lot of people about um, you know niching and, and identifying that niche yeah. and making it clear to to your customer of what yeah. you specialise in, and yeah. and that flows through to everything from no. that point, doesn't it? Yeah, I think two two to three years gives you quite a good insight to your customer. Yep. So that's another one where you can really see the patterns that they've been doing, sure. what they've liked, and use that those insights to drive to what you're doing well. at the other end. Yeah. Yes, very, very good. We'll, we'll get onto the products and people uh, again in a little, in a moment or two. Um, so you had, I mean, was 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 Shopify non-negotiable for you? You were looking for a Shopify-based e-commerce business, or was it uh, was it more of a, an appealing factor if it was there? Yeah, definitely appealing factor. Um, I mean, if it was something else, I would have gone and looked in it. I had just had experience briefly on Shopify before. Okay. I'd done the research and looked at reviews and okay. had asked people when it was the ease of Shopify because I was going to have to sell teach myself sure. really quickly. As everyone does yeah, in the early stages. Um, I'd had, you know, lots of experience with systems, but this one I needed to know I could, and scalability. Completely, yeah. Scalability was the other yeah. Other tick for Shopify as well. So you knew Shopify, you'd done some research, you really yeah. wanted to buy a business that, that was built on yeah. on that platform. Um, what surprised you most about, not that you set it up from scratch, but what surprised you most about taking over um, an e-commerce business and getting started with it? What surprised me? There's so much in there. <laughs> the complexity. The complexity. The, com the complexity yes. of a very the simple platform. The complexity of the, the platform. Yep. Um, I guess it all depends on your model as well because I'm actually drop shipping. Yeah. Um, being that I actually work with suppliers that um, product goes directly from them. Sure. Um, shipping is a very different approach for me. So yep. I send some stuff out locally, some stuff directly. So the complexity of logistics was quite surprising. Yeah, okay. Um, I'd love to be a delivery man if I could be. <laughs> I don't think you would. Uh, no, as in no, it gets to where it needs to, yes, where it has to. Uh, I don't think you'd last very long in that chain no, compared either. to what you're doing right now. Um, what, are, what do you think were the biggest lessons you learned during that early stage of, of taking over the business? And that might be to do with products yeah. or marketing or managing the, the site itself? Oh, or? Look, Biggest lessons, and I guess I've always known this, that it's always customer service driven. Yep. And that's both with your customer, but also your suppliers. Okay. Um, so the one of the reasons we changed, we actually became Cranmore Home & Co, was to give a nod to all of our brands that we work with. Yep. And that's because I rely on them to then give the customer what they want. So, sure. um, biggest learning and biggest thing has been ensure that your yeah, relationships are strong 
get out there, introduce yourself to everyone if you've got supplier um, sure. relationships, yeah, yeah. Um, but also the customer. Answer the phone, answer the email. Yeah, completely have that <laughs> Even engagement. online, have the instant chat going. Yeah. Um, I can tell you sales converts so much quicker the minute, even online, if I've had a somehow had a communication exchange. Completely. Well, yeah. it's customer service, isn't it? Yeah. So it, it isn't really surprising. And yeah. I mean, we always come back again and again to comparing the digital experience to what would be an ideal yeah. in-store physical yeah. experience because even though the execution is different, yeah. the principles are really very much the same. Yeah. If someone asks a question, they want a quick, intelligent, helpful yeah. response in uh, whatever channel it comes. Yeah. And I think if online that is something you could think, oh, I won't need to really talk to anyone, sales will just happen and they'll get sent out, yep. but no. no, no. <laughs> you still need to engage, but engage appropriately, but you can do a lot online completely. and instantly. And some of those touch points can be automated yeah, exactly. and, and, yeah. you, and you can definitely, but it, it, it needs to happen, the yeah. customer contact still needs to happen, doesn't it? Absolutely. Very good. So products and people. Um, and the people who you want to become your customers are always obviously extremely central and, and with Ecom, the, the access to data mm. and understanding the customers or the potential customers and how they behave and mm -hmm. what they want is, is just so central. Can you, can you comment on that idea of, of, of how products and people you know, come together and how understanding your customers works in general for you? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think one of the things I've learnt, especially with the reports from Shopify, is being able to understand my repeat customers, okay. also their average value yep. of all their order, yep. and also the what they're ordering. So I've been tailoring any marketing around based on those insights. Yep. So if it's a special promotion, if I've seen that a certain price point is being very popular, it'll be something around a price point. Free delivery, if that's something that has just excited um, people in the insights that I've received, I try that as well. So yep. when it comes to customer insights, definitely play with them <laughs> and you'll see what works and what doesn't work. And repeat what's working. Yeah, exactly. Repeat what's working. And product-wise, that takes a bit of time. Only for me because I have so much offering. Sure. Um, if you know your product and you only have one product you sell but in different colours or shades, a bit different. Um, but being able to know that and see that in your over 12 months period, that's what's going to help me refine my offering. And so you going start forward. to lead with those more popular yes. products and yeah. use them as the heroes in your marketing Absolutely. and elevate them on the website itself yeah. and so on and so forth. Yeah. Yep. Very good. Um, how has your understanding of presenting products online changed since you took over the business in terms of, I don't know, the quality of the images or yeah. potentially using video or how much text content you have yeah. on, on a product page? Like, what, what's been your learnings around that, that? That's a really good one, actually, because, as you know, with online, there's so many different mediums. There's your website, yep. so just stock products with the white background are the best ones okay. um, and then showing some lifestyle but if you go into your social media side of things lifestyle it's lifestyle yeah. um, and being online and I don't have my products I then work with my partners to use their stock imagery so it's a very different relationship sure so you really need to work closely on that but good imagery makes a big difference completely yeah so as part of that marketing spend you're talking about earlier yeah photography if you can and regular photography 
because um, you can't use the same picture all the time. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. Um, well, it's it about does. showing the product in its best light and making it look as good as it possibly can. Yeah, Which, absolutely. again, is a bit of a no-brainer. No. But sometimes people think, oh, well, if I get it up there, they can see it and understand yeah. it. But if something looks beautiful, well, it's, yeah. the, the possibility yeah. of it engaging is, is increased yeah. massively. And sometimes, too, the practicality or even the material used close up. So sure. because people can't touch and feel... You can have a picture of your product, a lifestyle product, but then sometimes a close-up of stitching or the material or colours, which we know can sometimes be very different online, is also something to consider when taking Completely. photos. And very, very imagery. important if they're buying something large, like yes. a sofa or, yeah. a, or an armchair or whatever it might yeah. be in your sector. Yeah. They want to know and see exactly. some of the detail because if they're in a store, they'd be yeah. pulling off the cushions and yeah. looking, at the, looking at the stitching and asking you what it's, you know, filled, what the, what's the filling yeah. and how's it engineered, what's the frame made Exactly. Of? So having the ability to either download a spec sheet is a great yeah. idea around yeah. that or if you can have any fabric swatches that you can send out, get some of those from your supplier because it does add that extra element. And have you made um, specific changes or improvements to the way the Cranmore products are presented since you've taken over the business? Um, I've probably not so much in the imagery, but I've been able to, in products that are on pre-order or back order, so previously it just said lead times available, right. whereas now I've been able to actually get in there properly and make it show the customer straight away, pre-order due whenever. So okay. those types of things in presenting the offering, yes. Yes, okay. Um, and that's been fantastic because it's either generated a conversation or got that in. Um, but not so much on the pictures because they've been they were pretty good to start with. Okay. And you, and you deal with um, effectively two markets because you sell to commercial clients, which yep. for you are you know architects and interior designers, yep. et cetera, and you also sell to... Uh, domestic people yeah. like homeowners who, who want something beautiful for, yes. their, for their home. Yeah. How do you manage the two markets? Because I imagine in many ways they want to hear and see different things to each yes. other, do they? Is that right? That is. That is. They're, they're, it's interesting, you know, they, the designers like to know what people are buying, though, yeah. so that they understand what, not necessarily the, tr the forward trends, but actually what people are, are buying. What they want right now. Yeah, but in regards to how I communicate to them, I do... My marketing, I've got two streams when it comes to the email marketing, the messages sure. I send. Sometimes they cross over because it just makes sense. Yeah. Um, I also, in our system, we've got a behind-the-scenes trade portal. Okay. So they can log in and they can actually see trade pricing, yep. um, other products that are available to trade only but not to um, the retail customers. Yep. So, again, that was something we had to develop and make um, accessible because they want to be able to see it there and then. Sure. Um, and a bit of a directory of other suppliers we use as well. And you so. used a, uh, one of the apps for around wholesaling yeah, I did. for that? Yeah, yep. I did. I did. So, again, that was all self-taught, found yeah. it, made what worked. And that didn't exist when in. you took over the business? No, that okay. didn't exist beforehand. So there's been a few apps I've added, which has been quite fun. Yeah, okay. Or fun, fun. for me. <laughs> Fun for me to find it. See, that's a crazy different geek, geek people in me. Have different ideas of fun, Jane. But it's I know. Very... It solved a solution and it was with an app and it was quick and it's working. So, yes, that's, well, that's a weird, isn't it? It is fun if you uh, solve a problem quickly and easily, isn't it? It's yeah. awesome fun. 
Um, so we often get asked questions about fulfilment and the warehousing, yep. packaging, mailing and delivery side of things. You've mm. already mentioned that you drop ship a lot of your yeah. products from your partner suppliers. Yeah. Um, what, what's your process look like when you are managing fulfilment yourself with the products you do hold? Yeah, so with the products we do hold, we use Ship It. Yep. So that's just recently. I've done a okay. lot of looking into if I'm doing it myself who to use the different careers because I have anything from a small piece of linen to a, a big chair that needs to go down south it's two very different sizes, sizes and supplies and, and weights for yes sure. um, so it's a mixture of really removalists for furniture because you okay. need to keep it nicely yeah. um, but for the online side of things ship it is one that I've okay. started using gives me that bigger offering with TNT involved. Yeah, so you get more flexibility based yeah. on the, the difference gives in size different and, and weight that you're yeah. dealing with. Yeah, no, and we know the shipping links guys. Links it back in, great communication to the customer. Yes, they have nice um, tracking. Yeah, and, yep. so you that's the one part actually it's been the tracking is with that one they can see it. Yep. The customer can see it straight away. And so it's nice, it's a nice interface, it's, 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 and it's easy. Usually gives them an estimated time of yep. delivery. So that's one I've found really useful. Yeah, we've yeah. had the shipper guys on this very podcast oh, a little go. while ago now. In fact, we might be a uh, shout, shout out to Rob <laughs> because uh, it might be time we got them back in for another conversation. Perfect. Um, so, I mean, we always end up talking in one way or another about the importance of branding and the way a business is positioned mm. and communicates, and I guess we've sort of touched on mm. that. Have you changed the brand, um, Cranmore, since you took it over at all, or is that something you've just sort of run with as, as it was when you bought the business? Um, no, I have, actually, and okay. that's probably been the biggest, when you talked about a challenge, because Cranmore Home was really known by the personal owner that owned it before. Okay. So there was a lot of the story around her who was okay. amazing and one of the reasons why I loved it so much. Sure. Um, so there was a bit of a, a part of me that said, I know I need to make that shift. Okay. Um, I kept at Cranmore Home because we, people know it, it's known, Instagram and everything else. Yep. And that's why I added the and co. Okay. And I've started to have a story around that and I've started to slowly, slowly introduce who we are. I've changed the colours slightly. Okay. Uh, logos changed to Grand Cranmore Home and Co. Yeah. So it's just a subtle change. Not didn't a rebrand. No, or, didn't, okay. didn't want to rebrand. Um, I felt it was something that's just a slow educational process as well because the relationships were already there. And, the, and in terms of the niching or, or what the brand specialises in, have you evolved that direction too or has that remained fairly no, much the same? it's remained fairly much the okay. same because again it was something that drew me to the business was the brands we were already working with. Okay. Um, so you modified just the, adding a few. Yeah, so you modified the brand or the story around the brand yes. to move away from the, the connection with an individual who yes. was the previous owner and, and, and introduce a new story. Yeah. And you're and you're not really connected personally into that story as such, are you? It's more about the brand and your partners. It's not about yeah. Jane Graham. It's not me. No, you, no, no. And yeah. you know, there's all that talk with um, you know online and social that I should get my face out there yeah, yeah. <laughs> and make yeah. it authentic. Um, I'm just very conscious too that if it's it, it's a business, and yes, I'm very authentic. So if you meet me, what you get is what you see. Yeah. I'm not a big person of putting my face out there, sure. but you'll see through the wording, the imagery, that's starting to take on who I am rather yeah. than the previous owner. So, so your personality is, is yeah, in the there without your actual <laughs> physical, 
the big face or in the whatever, way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you've got to be up for that, don't you? I mean, yes. I think you're right. It can be, it can be incredibly powerful. Yeah. But it, yeah, it's something you have to be comfortable yeah. with to to put yourself yeah. out there in that way. I do also think too, you know, I, when it comes back to business, business, that was one of the challenges when buying a new business. So if ever there was a future for Cranmore Home and Co to do something else, yeah. It really does put another roadblock in it if it's sure. all about me. Sure, sure. When I completely. actually want it to be all about Cranmore Home and yep. Co, the brands, the business behind it. Yep. I'm just the essence driving it. I yeah, guess. yeah. That's that's definitely yeah. another factor to consider, isn't it? If you want to then move away from it, that's yeah. another transition yeah. you have to deal with. Yes, very, very good. Um, so, in terms of um, driving and converting traffic, what are your primary uh, marketing channels that you invest in? Okay, so biggest investments are SEO, yep. um, uh, Facebook remarketing, yep. Facebook acquisition, okay. or the social media side. Inst I do social media, also do a lot of e-marketing, so yep. email campaigns that, that go platform? out there. I'm using one that's called Sagano. Okay, and yep, it, it's another again, it's a plug-in yep. and I've just found that with my collections and the way that I work with blogs and things like that. Is um, that e-com specific? It must be. Yeah, it yep. is. It is. And that one's been a really good another app I found that I liked. And what did the business come with in terms of email? Was it just uh, using MailChimp? It was using or? MailChimp, okay. yes. And it did have or I've still got that connected just to hold on to the lists, yep. but I've still found this transition to the new tool has been fantastic because it automatically brings in new customers. Okay. I can still segment trade versus retail. Um, I haven't found any bad things with it yet. Okay. It might not have the insights as much as what I'd want. Right. So it's still a bit of, you know, 12, I'm giving it 12 months to see okay. if it gives me from the e-marketing side of things, sure. the insights I need that some of the other platforms have. And you're setting up automations, flows and yes, campaigns with yes. that based on customer behaviour, like first purchase or yes, one, year or one year anniversary. You I don't like think this, I've got birthdays, so might, but, but I should. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that's one that's been good fun to play with, as in to see if it's if it's good, but it's the application of it has been easy and straightforward. Okay. Um, and it pulls the images, it pulls the products. It's not having to upload image now, do this, do that. Sure. Um, and are you are you um, looking at, I mean, obviously driving traffic is fantastic and having traffic, are you looking at what happens when people land on your site and how they're converting and what's working and what's not in terms of the design and calls to action, what needs to be put where? Yeah, we are and we can see all that, um, especially from the Facebook side of things and the yep. remarketing because yep. that's obviously when someone's come back we then what, bring them back bring again. them back in again or invite them back yes invite yep. them back and that's been really interesting and really quite cost effective okay. we found that tracing through that um, the other app that I've been using recently is um, Tido instant chat okay T-I-D-I-O or something similar to that okay and that has been able to Obviously, you've got instant messaging, so the minute someone's on the page, but I'm also able to see where they are, what page they're on. Okay. So if I'm there and ready, I can actually say, oh, I see you looking at this. Any questions about it? Yeah, that's, awesome. That's the customer service side that I've found really interesting, that people, you know straight away if they don't want to a bar of you. I know I'm like that online sometimes, you're going, no, yeah, don't, want to, no don't want to talk, don't want to talk, I'm just As looking. As you would be in store, I'm <laughs> yeah, just browsing. Yeah, exactly, just browsing, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Um, but then there's been those that are like, oh, fantastic, and if it's not been something on the site they're looking for, I've engaged to be able to say, I've got other options, 
you know, and okay. carry that conversation. That's been uh, a really good one. Too. In a practical sense, how do you manage that if it's you doing the responding personally? I know, I thought it would be a bit crazy, but it's it's on my desktop, so if I'm working on my desk, it just pops up and I start a conversation. Yeah. It's on my phone, so if I'm out and about, I can easily answer. So what, what's your kind of average <laughs> response time, then, uh, do you think? I try. I do put um, out of office or whatever okay, the equivalent so is. Okay, at, sure. You know, at about five o'clock. Just even though I am, I do have a little thing that says that I may be here to try. So yeah, a bit okay, of a, a okay. teaser to say. So they're told. So their expectations yeah, are being so I managed. Do put some parameters around it. Otherwise, I could be obsessive with it. Yep. Um, and it's something maybe if I do see lots of inquiries coming that way. That's where you'd invest in having someone sure. or a help desk or and does it have, don't need to be that crazy, um, but something similar. Does it have automation options in it terms does, of... It does, the little chat box, box yeah. they call it, yep. so they can do it. And I yep. can also, if they see that they've come back, it gives them a special okay. offer. Okay. So, um, awesome. Yeah, it's been interesting one to follow that and process. And effective by the sounds of it in terms of when you're responding to yeah, someone and yourself. It's, it's capturing emails too. All oh, right, okay. So it's got the opportunity that I think the customer has had to say yes, but... And that then also goes then straight into my email um, collation of database. Yeah, perfect. Very, very good. Um, so you've sort of covered... So of those channels that you mentioned, obviously SEO is there and happening yes. in the background and yeah. building organically over time. Yeah. If, is there an, another single strategy that you would say has been the most effective for you in terms of driving traffic? Oh, look, I think... For me, the SEO has been the biggest one, but refining the keywords. Okay. The actual time spent on... The SEO and working with the my I do use agency for that. Yes, um, I wouldn't change that for the world. I, I'm a big believer that that's been. I've seen it, seen, seen the it change, the seen the achieve the growth. Um, and was that in place when you bought the business? It was, but there was probably about a 12 month period where it stopped. Okay. So in the transition phase, so sure. I really did have to kick back in and with um, a new supplier. Who you with chose. a new supplier, yep. um, someone I worked. Uh, hadn't worked with before but was recommended yep. and no definitely seen that growth in that and then it's awesome. the you know online marketing i mean i've always done marketing but online changes so much Absolutely. algorithms yep. all these big words people say so another thing i would say is use the experts Absolutely, you know you could yeah. spend hours oh, trying completely. to understand it trying to do it but they monitor it, they know it, they've got the reports, they've got the systems, so yeah, that's yeah. a definite. And SEO in particular yeah. is pretty pretty Absolutely. technical and, yeah. and, a, and, a, and, has, and very multifaceted yeah. in terms of what they're handling. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't agree, agree more. Yeah. In terms of like when someone has um, arrived on your site, mm -hmm. what for you has been the key to sort of retaining them, like making sure they're engaging or you have a higher, higher chance of engaging a customer when they hit your homepage and then drawing them further into the site? What, what are your in key insights around that? Um, I think that's a good question and how to really know what part other than tracking exactly what page has made them then go to the cart and the product what has triggered them to purchase I don't know the answer to that yet or, or, or to stay or, or to stay, engage yeah, think, with your brand oh well we've started doing a lot of content okay I'm 
such as blog writing. (laughs) And is that Um, a popular area of the site that gets a lot of traffic? It it does, and surprisingly, which I didn't know. I I mean, obviously, people love to read it, but there's so much of it out there. And again, I've started to do it more, I call it a collaborator series with Jane. So it's actually more about a spotlight on the brand, a spotlight on the designer. So that's something new we've done. That's good, though, because your suppliers win and you win and the customers win. Yeah, and it's an interesting story. It's not just, oh, the new lights for this season are X, Y, Z. I mean, I I do make sure we've got that information as well, but I try to give it a bit of, again, it's the personality coming through. And it has to be helpful. It has to be helpful. And in your case, I guess it's all about, you know, identifying trends and options for looks and inspiration and all of those sorts of things. And then I've also found that helps streamline the content. So if I've written three blogs for the month, I then use that content for the email and then completely. then matches up with what you see on Instagram. So completely. It, the idea, hopefully, is it all drives people to the certain product or spotlight of that brand that month. So And if you are taking the time to write the blog, as you sort exactly. of have said, you can carve that content yeah. up and use it in yeah. different channels. So you're getting the additional mm-hmm. value of having taken yeah. the time to write and a we've blog. We've done a twelve month plan to do that. So again this SEO team can go, okay Jane Here's, this is the um, what well, I've said. I'm writing this content. Let's match it up to what you're doing. Yeah. But because we know SEO works a few months in advance, sure. we need to be making sure that we stick to that strategy yeah. too. Yeah, completely. I mean, I do do some rogue posts and things when it comes to it, but you've got to do that. You do. You do. It helps. It helps keep everyone on their toes, doesn't exactly. it? Exactly. So that's uh, that's really interesting and good to hear you going down that track. Yeah. So before we wrap it up. Um, have you got any final thoughts or, or insights to share that for people who might be considering Shopify or, or well in, well down the track with their e-commerce business or potentially maybe on the cusp of, of starting up? Yes, definitely. I think the biggest thing is your business planning. I know people go on about that, yep. but it's true. Always make sure you've done your research. Don't underestimate your marketing spend. And when you say research, you're talking about um, is there a market for is there what a market? you're planning yeah, is to there sell? A market? Are Who are the customers? Yep. Is it swamped? Is someone else doing it? Yep. Who are your competitors? Yep. All of that stuff that some people just uh, roll their eyes. It's so important. Completely. Um, I'm very passionate about Shopify. Really user-friendly, scalable. So with your e-commerce side of things... Shopify was fantastic for that, so you can start small but go big. Yes, um, we quite like it. Yeah, I'd imagine. <laughs> um, and the only other thing is be passionate about what you do because it does become your job. Yep. And if you love it, it means you can love your job. So it you really it's about finding something you are passionate about rather than being passionate about yeah, something yeah, you found. Yeah, exactly. And, and exactly. we see that so often in, in these interviews, particularly these. Yeah. The businesses come out of the, the, the passion, whether it's power lifting or yeah. designing handbags yeah. or makeup. Love of shopping. And, yeah, the love of shopping. Love is of shopping <laughs> and, and, and interior design yeah. or, or whatever. It's true. Or yeah. plants and seedlings. I mean, I could keep on going yeah. and listing these little niches and specialisations. very but true. The successful people we talk to, they, they love what they do mm. and they've found a way to turn that into a, a you know a business Yeah, it's running online. Awesome. Yeah. So thank you very much, Jane. It's been really, really nice to speak with you. Thanks for coming in um, and sharing all of your stories from Cranmore Home & Co on our podcast. It's been awesome. My pleasure. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you learned a lot from this episode. If you need help starting your online store or you want to grow your existing e-commerce, get in touch with The Cut. They can help and are always happy to talk and share expert guidance and options with you. Please share this podcast with your e-commerce friends and colleagues. We drop new episodes regularly with learning from merchants, e-commerce marketers, agency experts and app developers. Plus, 
you're invited to appear right here on this podcast. Just call The Cut or visit thecut.net.au. Shopify till you dropify. Thanks for listening. Access e-commerce expertise from The Cut anytime. Visit thecut.net.au and connect on Facebook and LinkedIn.